your boarding flight 106 to Ramble Town. I hate myself. Good job, Ariana. It's the best intro yet. Thank you. I try, I try. I've got a story for you, Ari. I'm ready for it. It's really just a fun memory, honestly. It's not a, a good story, I Do guess. Do I share this memory with you? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's when we were Kids young. in the pool? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought about. And I was like, I wonder if she's going to tell that. Yes. We used to, I mean, during summertime, we had a pool in our backyard. And the natural thing to do as a child while swimming in the pool is pretend you're a mermaid, right? Yeah. And if we got bored of that, we would just come up with something else. But that was our main storyline. We were always some type of mermaid. And usually we just came up with our own stories, but there always had to be an evil person. Always well, a villain. Yeah. Because we grew up watching Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid with Ursula. So it was right. like, oh, the dark. Whenever there was like a shadow on the pool, it was like, that's the dark cove. Yeah, it was like where all the sunshine was, that's where all the you know, good people were. And then there's like a dark shaded part of the pool. And it's like, that's the deep cave Yeah, because where we the didn't villain have, lives. We didn't have like a built-in. We always had the either the blow-up Above ring ground pool. Or the, the poles that yeah. created a pool. But I just remember, um, I remember always playing mermaids. I remember wishing that my hair looked like Ariel's in Little Mermaid. And Isn't that it just, the dream? It just doesn't look like that when you're underwater. It there, looks cool, but yes. it's it's just not the same. There, there are four dreams I think every <laughs> little girl, maybe little boy has. And they are that your hair would flow in the water like Ariel. Your hair... Flow in the wind like Pocahontas. That you could cut your hair with a sword like Mulan. Yep. And as an adult, what kind of makeup remover does she have on her sleeve? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot of wishes from Disney that never came true, and I'm very but upset. boy, did we have fun imagining lots of different scenarios. We always had to have someone die in our mermaid stories, uh, pretty much in any story. But yeah, it, that was a, a fun time that I just remember whenever I think of mermaids, I think of swimming around in the pool during summer, and pretending or, being a mermaid. And or aquamarine. Those are <laughs> yes. things my brain And or aquamarine, for. which we'll probably watch at some point. Absolutely. And talk about. All right. So let's get into this movie. We yes. watched the Thirteenth Year this week. Um, this is the synopsis. It's a, it was released in 1999, May 15th. I don't know if you care. As a boy, Ches Starbuck, which is the character is not the character's name. No, the character's name is Dan Cody. Cody, Cody Griffin. But Why the Danny? the actor playing Cody Griffin is, is Ches Starbuck, Starbuck, which is the best name ever. Mm-hmm. Approaches adolescence. He grows. Scales and fins communicates with fish and breathes underwater. That's all I got for you. <laughs> yeah. So basically, the kid's going through puberty, but it's yep. it's different for him because he's a merman. Absolutely. So we start off this movie, Ari, with uh, the mom, the mom mermaid. She's oh, swimming around right. in the ocean. She's got her baby mm-hmm. in her arms. That's Cody. There's, and there's, there's a fisherman. A on, man on a boat. Yeah, a man on a boat, fisherman. And he is he sees her tail, thinks she's a giant fish. Yep. When he gets closer look at her, he sees she's a mermaid. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. And he's really annoying, actually. Oh, yeah. He's like, she's beautiful. And like half of his lines sound like they're voiced over. It has some of the worst, <laughs> best voiceover I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. We've heard worse. I would rather you have an entire like person's vocab you voice over than just like one word because it's yeah, just it way sounds too noticeable. Weird. Uh, and his name is Big Wheatley. Big we l- John Wheatley. 
Well, I like to call his him. His name is not Big. <laughs> hey, Big, what's going on? No. I wish it was. His Big John Wheatley. Okay, Big John Wheatley, but we just call him Wheat Ass, right? Or Big Wheat Ass? Big Wheat Ass, yep. Because he's just, he's, he's a jerk. He's the worst. He's a jerk throughout the whole movie until the very end. So he is trying to get this mermaid. He's trying to find her again. Mm-hmm. She disappears under the water. She puts her son on a nearby boat to, for the time being just to protect him from this yep. fisherman. And she's trying to get rid of his attention. Yeah. When that finally happens, the baby that's on this boat has been taken in and kidnapped by two parents. <laughs> by his kidnapped. parents. He was, well, okay. he was straight up kidnapped. No, he was not. Um, <laughs> It's... <laughs> It's interesting because it's, it's kind of playing on, like, that siren, like, the story of, like, sirens, of, like, where she's leading him to his death, kind of, because he ends up crashing the boat into, like, rocks. Right. But instead, it's just to get him away from her because she's trying to protect her baby. Yeah. And she leaves this baby in, like, this tote thing that's hanging off a boat. Yeah, mm, it's got, like, different know. supplies in there, and she just yeah. set the baby in there. And then when she goes back to the buoy that was next to the boat, the boat is gone. Yeah. It's the boat is on shore now. On shore. And we see Dave Couillet. Yeah. And um, I don't know the some blonde so woman. Who are husband and wife. Mm-hmm. They find the baby. And they, they kidnap it. Pregnant. They don't <laughs> kidnap it. I just like to say that they kidnapped this baby. They, she, okay, yeah. We were talking. She This whole time she was like, oh, they, they kidnapped him. And I was like, but they, they just didn't want to show you all the exposition of them going to the police station. Be like, here's a missing <laughs> baby. And like. Okay, they're, they're, nobody's come to claim it. Uh, let's go through adoption, you know, whatever else. Yeah, Aerie believes that they adopted the baby. Because they did. Because I later mean, in the movie, Dave says. We talked to the police. We talked When we talked it. to the police, nobody came for you. Yeah, I know. But they still kidnapped no, the baby. No, they didn't. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I said that I like the practical mermaid effects in this. There's no... Not the, okay, not, (laughs) no, just listen to me, not the kid, the kid obviously, Mm -hmm. some of his effects were very CGI, but the mother, her mermaid suit is very practical, her under the water, it looks real. My guess is, you know how they have those, those like mermaids that are in tanks, like like fake mermaids? My guess is they probably hired one of them because she doesn't have any lines. I know. So they were probably like, hey, we're going to pay you like a little bit above minimum wage to be in this. I mean, even if she's not an actress, she did a great job just of with her facial expressions. Looking like a loving mother. It Her story's the saddest. She's been waiting 13 oh years gosh. in this ocean. She's so staying, sad and depressing. Staying in this little plot of, of sea waiting for her son to return to her. It's really sad. <laughs> so we flash forward after the parents... Kidnap 13 the baby. years later, obviously. We go 13 years later into the future. <laughs> Ariana's giving me a dirty look because I mentioned that they kidnapped the baby again. Yeah. <laughs> Cody is a part of his swim team in school. Mm-hmm. He hasn't shown any signs that he's a merman yet. No. But his parents run like a, a cruise boat? Yeah, a they have like a... Thing, yeah, which they, call they, it never, like a they never revisit. Yeah, it's I'm just... Realizing that now. That's their business is they have a cruise, cruise ship that... People can travel on, go on the sea for a bit and come back. Yep. And uh, so he's helping his family out with that. Then he realizes he's late for his swim meet and Mm -hmm. is running to go. And his his dad and mom are like, his adopted dad and mom, his stolen parents. Um, (laughs) They're like, hey, like, you gotta go. You're missing your meat. (laughs) And his dad's like, if you take the ferry, you'll probably make it in time. And then he gets to the ferry and the ferry is long. It's going. And he's like, yeah, I'm missing the, the boat. 
Then he dives into the water. <laughs> yeah, he, he his dives only in the water. solution is I'm gonna dive in the water. Yeah, he swims his way With out his of sneakers, shore. baggy shorts, yeah, t shirt and flannel. It's a classic '99 outfit. Crushing it. So he gets to the swim meet. We see a girl named Samantha. But you missed the part where he's faster than the fairy. <laughs> Why does that matter? Because it was sick. I was like, yo, he's faster than a boat. Anyway. Then he gets to the swim meet. <laughs> Samantha is there. We're introduced to her. Mm-hmm, She's also team. on this swim team. She's rooting for them. Obviously, we find out later that Samantha and Cody, they got a Girl little thing going on. They're an item. Then we, we witness a race, a swim race. Right. There's t- Sean. Sean. Who's the fastest swimmer of the team the so far. Who's the fastest of the team. And he, uh, 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 Corey, Cody, Cody, comes in. I wrote him as Corey on my entire notes. His name is Cody. <laughs> Um, I wrote him as Cody the first time, and then it was Corey and Corey and Corey. So well, that's your own fault. Anyway, Cody comes in second. Comes in second, and Sean's in first. He's like, "I'm always gonna beat you, man." And Cody's mm-hmm. like, "Okay, whatever." Sean's like the cool kid in the team, I guess. Yeah, he's he's, he's like the star the, athlete. He's like the kid villain, and yeah. then weed ass is the adult <laughs> villain. Yeah. Um, then we're also, after this swim meet, we're introduced to another character. I think the best character is Jess. We agree on the best character once again. I'm not surprised. Yeah, we almost always agree that the best, on who the best character of the movie is, Mm -hmm. and it's Jess. And he's supposed to be this, like, nerdy nerdy kid. He's a tuba player. And he falls into the pool with his tuba, which is extremely dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that thing could have weighed him well, down and, the, and, and the, anchored him to the bottom the, the of the pool. The tuba was, like, attached to him. Yeah, so like I don't strap. know how he escaped that. But I don't know. For whatever reason, the adult's coach doesn't go help the kid. He's like, someone go get him out of the pool. Yeah, he seems annoyed <laughs> by it. It's like, not a child is drowning, you fool. <laughs> so Cody goes and gets helps him get out of the pool. Mm-hmm. And Cody's kind of a jerk to him, too. Everyone's a dick to Jess. Yeah. They're all just kind of mean. And um, then might as well face it, you're a dick to Jess. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I don't either, but cool. <laughs> All so, right. So then it's, you know, Cody's in school. He's failing his biology class. Mm-hmm. And for this next project, he gets partnered up with Jess. Uh-huh. Jess loves marine biology. He's obsessed with sea life. Because his father... His father taught him this. Yes. And his, his father, father is weed ass. Yes. Big, big Papa. Big, big John. Big Papa. I love it when you call me Big Papa. <laughs> big yes. Papa John wheat ass. Papa John. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's also revealed. Yep. Their father and son. Just a weird combo, honestly. Cody has his birthday party, his 13th birthday. So he wasn't quite 13 yet. Mm-hmm. Now it's his 13th birthday. Yeah. Sam comes over. <laughs> she gives him a picture of herself for his birthday present. In a, in a, in a green and blue frame with shells across all of and it. It's like, that's a little selfish, no? She could have got a picture of both of them together. That would have been cute. Yes, but just but to give a picture of yourself to them. If you think about it, in like weird. every eighties, nineties movie, when there's a person that's like dating somebody, they have a picture of that person in their room. And I never understood that. Like, I get it if you have like a picture yeah, of like a group of you together, or you and your significant other. But to have just a framed photo of that person, <laughs> a little yeah. weird. Unless it, I, I, like I get having a 
deceased parent. Yeah. But even then, wouldn't you rather have a picture of, like, you with your parent? Yeah, but if you don't have one because they passed away you yeah. know, when you were too young and you didn't really have any good pictures with them. But anyway, I just thought it was a weird present to give. They end it up, is. They end up kissing and uh, there's a literal electric shock. Yes. <laughs> yep. Because now that Cody has turned 13, he's showing symptoms of being a mer person. He's got this electricity power because of the eels in the sea. Apparently, he's acquired eel powers. I have no idea. That, that whole was thing weird. didn't make any sense, and I don't believe it for a damn second. But <laughs> I will say they have this whole beet cake scene because the mom <laughs> the, the mom is like a health nut, I guess, because yeah. she's making beet cake and tofu something and whatever. But there's like a whole weird like Dave and her yeah, they like humming to each other. They hum while they eat the cake. It goes way too long and it's really awkward. And they like didn't sing like to it. each other. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's like, all the sound you're is. You're not There's, talking. You're yeah. humming. They're not speaking to each other. It's really yeah. weird. Doesn't make any Cody sense. also another symptom is Cody just can't stop drinking water. Which I, this movie made, made me so thirsty. It made both of us thirsty. I told Melissa before we got like too far into it. I was like, I'll be right back. I gotta go get my water bottle because I know I remember from the last time we watched this. This movie I'm going will to make you want to drink so much water. <laughs> All the water. Um, the other symptom, big symptom, I'll say, is Cody getting sticky hands. <laughs> Ariana hates this scale fe- scale effect. They. They put, like, scale makeup on his hands and arms. And Ariana absolutely detests this because... It's, like, the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I, not ever, because can of worms happened. <laughs> but, like, it's just... I remember as a kid, I hated it. And when we watched yeah. it the first time, again, as adults... It's a bit creepy looking. I was like, ugh. Like, because I, I feel like I wash my hands <laughs> so much. And if I had that on my hands... Yeah, it would bother me, too. I'd be like... Oh, I want it off. Like, I would be picking at it. It's just so gross to me. And I, I feel like if it were on me or near me, I would want to shake it off. Yeah. So. So he starts getting these symptoms. But he doesn't, he, he doesn't get the scales until he's with Jess. He gets he the sticky hands and the electricity. Then he goes and is like, Jess, there's some weird shit happening. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Then he puts his hands in the water and Jess is like, what is that on your hands? And he's got the scales. And that's when we see the scales and... So then later, Jess and Cody make this quid pro quo agreement. Yes. If Cody helps Jess learn how to swim, Jess will help Cody figure out what the hell is going on with him and why these scales are coming up on his hands. Yes. Oh, and Cody has been having a recurring dream of him swimming. (laughs) Yeah, swimming in the ocean. But he sees his mother in his dream. Mm -hmm. He sees, like, a woman in his dream. He doesn't know that it's his mother. And, uh... Jess also said, nerds don't have friends, they just have hobbies, which I thought it was That's funny. That's really funny. It was a really I funny line. didn't realize that. Yeah, he's like, nerds don't have friends, they just have hobbies. <laughs> like, that's really hilarious, Jess. Jess, Jess <laughs> Another reason why character. he's the number one best character. However, Cody is adorable. Yeah, Cody is great. Little Chez. He's so cute. I just look at Chez him and I go, Starbuck. I didn't have, like, a crush on him as a kid, like I did with no. the kid from Halloween Town. So, uh, they do a form of test... They talk, I don't know, they see if Cody can talk to fish, which he can. They see, you know, I don't know, how fast he can swim. What movie did you compare it to? What? What movie did you compare this movie to? Talking to the fish? No. What movie? Oh, I said that this scene is like in Shazam 
when um, Freddy and Shazam are testing his different powers and skills. Why do you want me to say that, Ariana? Ariana was upset that I compared this scene to the Shazam scene. No, even though I was upset that you compared this movie to that cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> I was just saying the scenes are similar. They're 13th testing out year, their powers. Thirteenth year is the best movie ever. How dare you compare it to Shazam? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I love Shazam. Also, Ariana. Zachary Levi. Anyway, if I can mention him in like at least five podcasts, <laughs> she will. She'll mention him. <laughs> He's Trust the love me. of my life. It's Fine. This chair is squeaky as all get out. I'm muting my microphone. <laughs> so, Jess, and it's still coming through on my microphone. What the heck? Jess concludes that. <laughs> you just, you keep talking. Okay, I'll keep talking. Jess concludes that Cody is, in fact, a merman. So, there's that. There's that little moment. Um, I'd like to say 35 minutes into this movie, you can go to that marker. Or maybe a little bit before, Kristen Stewart shows up. And it's like a nine-year-old, ten-year-old Kristen Stewart. Maybe her first role ever. And she's just an extra standing at a water fountain and waiting in line because Cody is taking up the water fountain and drinking, like, so much water that he's holding up the actual line at the water fountain. Then Cody confronts his parents about what's happening to him. His parents are like, son, I don't know what you're talking about. Then he shows them the scales on his hands after he wets his hands. And they're like, holy shit, this is crazy. They say, oh, we should call the doctor. And the mom goes, no, I don't believe in doctors. Which is annoying. (laughs) Well, it's not even that. But she also is like... She believes in natural healing, which I'm all for, I guess. But but she doesn't want them to put him in a a tank. Because Dave is like, yo, we literally need to take him to the doctor. And she's like, I don't want them to like test him for everything and make him feel like he's a fish. <laughs> so even though he is part fish. So they tell him just to avoid water at all costs. They do they do the Elsa move in Frozen where they're like Conceal, don't feel. <laughs> yeah. Conceal, don't feel, Cody. You just bottle in all your powers, all your weird sticky scale hands and drinking a shit ton of water. Just stay away from all that and you'll be fine. Um, Which, that's like literally. I don't see how that's a great solution. That's literally the opposite. Every movie that's like that, they end up with a love yourself theme. Like, yeah. just embrace it. Yeah, because, well, Cody feels like himself most when he's in water, which makes sense because he's a merman. So Cody decides to defy his parents' wishes, and he's like, I'm going swimming anyway, bitches. So he swims in the ocean. He ends up getting, you know, his little fin scale things on the sides of his arms. And then Samantha shows up and he's like, shit. And he like hides his arms in the sand. And Samantha comes over there. She's like, hey. And he's, he doesn't want to show her his hands or arms, obviously, and freak her out. So he's he's trying to get her to go away. He's like, I'd really like to be alone. And Samantha's response, she goes, okay, fine. And she gets up and goes away. But I'd just like to say, sometimes it's good. It's it's good to be open about needing to be alone for a little bit. And I'm just letting you know. She's a she's I'm a middle schooler a, in the late 90s. <laughs> I know, but that's a valid feeling of being yes. like, I just need to be alone for a bit. And I think people are more aware of that now. Well, that's good. I Samantha. hope to God they are because I need my alone time. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to this swim meet. He not only wins, but he also beats Sean. Yeah. He outswims Sean, which pisses Sean off. However, well, and he, he's pissing Sean off, too, because he's been hanging out with Jess and Jess is a nerd. Right. He sees Sean sees 
Cody's arms. Yeah, Sean and he's sees. Like, what the hell is that? Cody gets fins on his arms. Sean sees this, and, and so like, does Big Weed Ass. Up in the bleachers, he's got binoculars, which who brings binoculars to a swim meet? That's a little weird. Yeah. But he is zooming in on his binoculars and being like, holy shit, he's got fins on his arms. Was he suspicious of Cody to begin with? Because why would he? He hadn't been to a swim meet before. And his son has been to all of them because he plays in the band. Yeah. For whatever reason, he found Cody interesting. And I guess for good reason. He must have some weird sixth sense about people. He probably was like, this kid is... Asking around about a lot of a lot of questions about mermaids, and he just turned thirteen, and he's yeah. done so much research on mermaids, he probably knows that that's the year that they start to like transform. I guess. But yep. So when Cody realizes that Sean has seen the little fins on his arms, mm-hmm. he does the possibly the most dangerous thing he could possibly do, and because he uses, he's an eel. yeah, because he's a eel, he uses his electricity powers, grabs onto the side of the pool, and literally electric possibly could have and. Would Most have likely would have killed everyone in the pool, electrocutes the pool, and causes the entire room to have a power outage so he mm-hmm. can escape and run away before Sean really catches what's going on here. Yeah, so he runs home, and then his parents are like, what the hell is wrong with you? We told you to stay in your room. You know that you're supposed to avoid water. You're an idiot. So then they grab towels and hair dryers and, and are now, trying to blow the water off. And his scales and fins, they aren't going away this time. They're lasting pretty long. They're staying there. Mm-hmm. Samantha comes in. Well, Jess comes in first, and he's Mm -hmm. like, everybody's talking about you because you just won, and then you disappeared. So everyone is, like, confused. I saw your fins. Sean saw your fins. My My father saw your fins. fins. I don't think he actually told him that his dad saw them. I don't know. He kept that a little secret. But then um, Samantha comes in, and she's like, what the hell is going on? Like, you disappeared. And then she sees... His arms and literally passes out because she's freaked out, out. which I guess is understandable. She's a 13-year-old in the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) She hasn't seen that shit Um, before. She ends up leaving because she's just, she's too freaked out by it. Well, she essentially breaks up with him. She's like, I can't be with you. Like, that's too weird. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, you're a fish. You're half, you're a fish. Which, I mean, I can't say that I would do any different because I've never been encountered with that situation. (laughs) So now he's kind of bummed out because Sam wants nothing to do with Cody right now. Yeah. And so Cody goes out for a late night swim and he finally encounters his mother in the water. Mama. And it's very precious. They meet each other. It's really sweet. I just, my heart breaks for that mom. It's really sad. She waited 13 years to meet her son. Yeah. Which is crazy. She just breaks my heart. Is that when Weedass finds out? No, well, sort of. He kind of spots them and scares both of them. So she ends up running away. Cody ends up coming out of the ocean. And he's like, shit, um, okay, I guess we got to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now he knows that his mom is nearby. Oh, we forgot to mention that there's this moment where Sean, Sean and Cody are now, you know, they're kind of arguing because Sean thinks Cody's cheating. He thinks he's yeah. taking steroids and that the fins are a weird, weird effect from steroids. I don't know. <laughs> and they're arguing. Jess gets in between them, which is very brave of him because he's kind of, he's a small little guy and he's trying to break up this fight, which is really awesome of him. He comes in. He's like, if anyone's going to get beaten up, that's going to be me because yeah. 
what is my job supposed to be? If you two start hitting each other, <laughs> what do I do? What am I for? Which was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's funny. I like that oh, he he's just... he's really funny. He's like the best character in the entire, in any movie. And he just accept. he's accepted uh, his... He's accepted his fate as like kind of the school loser, and he's he's fine with that. Yeah, he's like I'm which I'm like kudos. That's cool. Hi, I'm Trudy, and my name is Joseph Trudy. Just call me Trudy. You're listening to QVCHS and NBC ABC What's a product for me? Well, Drudy, today I am bringing you a product called a suitcase. Is it a case for your suits? Absolutely not. Then what the hell is it? Well, you can pretty much put anything in it, not just suits, Drudy. Don't be so close-minded. Well, that is all my mind is, is closed. But what do you mean you can put pretty much anything in it? You mean well, anything? Yeah, you could put anything in it. You could put, you know, typically people put the clothes in it. And, by the way, this is a new product. I mean... Oh, is it fresh off the market? It's fresh off the market, Trudy. Oh, you know how much I love the fresh market pictures. I know, and the suitcase. So you could put your clothes in it. You could put your boots in it. You could put a person in it if you wanted to. A person? Like... Yeah, you could put a kid in there. Wouldn't they lose oxygen? No, you just... there's that's the That's the best thing about the suitcase, Trudy. There's a zipper, which zips the suitcase closed... So you could just leave a little part of the zipper open. That's the breathing. I don't think you should do that. I think it would work perfectly for what I'm planning to do. I will not ask what (laughs) you're planning to do because I'm nervous. I have three children at home. So, where is this? You do? No. Where is this coming from? The suitcase, it's coming from under the ocean. Under the sea? Is it sponsored by Sebastian? (laughs) No, Drudy, you foolish idiot. All right. It's just coming from under the sea. Is it a shipping company? Is it no. a place? No. There is no shipping company. It just floats up from under the sea. That's pretty cool. Is it waterproof? No. Uh, all right. Well, how much is this going for today? The suitcases are absolutely free. They come up from under the ocean, Drudy. You know how we're making a profit on this? I would love to know. I'd love to hear... The experience of going and fetching a suitcase from the ocean. That is what we're selling, Drudy. (laughs) Back to the podcast. (laughs) And we're back. So the next day after Cody and his mother reunite... Cody's on the beach. He meets up with Samantha. She apologizes. You know, she was like, eh, "I just need some adjusting." Yeah, it took took me some time to adjust and and you know accept what's going on here. I totally forgot. What? What did you forget? I forgot. <laughs> While the mom and dad are in the kitchen talking about Cody, mm-hmm. he's on the stairs, <laughs> yeah, listening. Forgot. He's literally listening on the stairs, and like we told you a couple podcasts ago, our first podcast. Always have your conversations on the staircase. Double check the damn stairs because a child. Are you listening to it? <laughs> a child <laughs> is listening yeah, in I close check? proximity. We're downstairs. Go check the stairs right now. But yeah, so that was one yeah, thing where I was like, was oh another- my gosh, I literally have to mention this. We should just 
we should honestly count how many times, how many times in all of these Disney Channel movies. That, in any movie yeah, that I guess we end true. up watching. It happens a lot in just all movies. There's always a, someone listening at the staircase. Or TV shows. Yeah. Like, there's always, like, a kid or a person that they're talking about. It's everywhere. You'll notice it more and more. I promise you. Just <laughs> every time you see a stare, go to our Instagram and comment on our recent post. Stairs. <laughs> <laughs> because, yes. <laughs> so, they make up. They're, they're together again. Mm-hmm. And Cody's like, okay, he basically kind of, I think he wants to, sh- like, swim in the water with her and like show her his fins i don't know it's weird but before he's able to do that he collapses because he's now starting to fully morph into his merman stage and it's painful yeah it's super painful his feet are turning into actual flippers it's yeah it's got to be painful that part's not as bad it's like a cgi thing and it's it's it holds up pretty well and so he's like go get help go get my mom and dad and samantha runs to go get help and Cody's mother's also nearby, so she's going to try to help him as well. But while he's waiting to get help, Big Wheat Ass comes over and kidnaps. Now this time he <laughs> did get kidnapped because he threw a tarp over the bitch and then just picked him up and threw yeah. him in the boat. Yeah. He kidnaps Cody, puts him in his fisherman's boat. And what he's trying to do is lure in the mermaid, the mom, because mm-hmm. he has... he. I don't know if he's he knows for sure, known, but he knows. He's basically known around town as, like, the town... Eccentric yeah, mermaid he's guy. he's like Belle's dad in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, he believes that these mermaids are real. And no one believes him. Yeah. So, he's I mean, the town I get crazy. it, but, like, kidnapping a child, a 13-year-old... Yeah, that's a bit far, Come big, on, weed ass. John. Imagine if your son, Jess, was kidnapped. Mm-hmm. You weed ass. So, then... The mother gets lured over because she wants to help her son. Mm-hmm. Jess is also there because he heard what's happening. He's running to help Cody. Yep. So we have Cody, Jess, big weed ass, and then the mother in the ocean next to the boat. She's trying to get there to help Cody. Yep. Well, big weed ass has different plans. He decides to capture the mermaid. He wants to, I don't know what he wants to do. I guess he's wanting her to prove that he's not crazy. I I think he wants her. Yeah, that's basically it. He's trying to capture her so that way he's not the town weirdo anymore. But he's going about it the completely wrong way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said while she's in this net, all I could think of was finding Nemo. <laughs> I go, just oh, keep yeah. swimming. Jess, who now knows how to swim after Cody has yeah. taught him. So Cody taught him how to swim. And so Jess is like, I'm mm-hmm. going out there to save her. Yep. He takes like a fishnet knife. He goes in there, he cuts her free. But when he cuts her free, his mm-hmm. foot gets stuck in the net and he gets dragged down. And now the dad, big weed ass, he's like... <laughs> now he feels bad. Oh, I probably shouldn't be doing this because it's killing my son right now. Yeah. So then Cody jumps in the water, doesn't he? Yeah, Cody jumps in. He drags Jess to Does the weed sh- ass jump in? I don't know if he jumps in. I know he ends up driving the boat over to the docks because that's where Jess ends up being uh-huh. dragged to. And then um, Cody's parents show up and they're on the dock as well with Samantha. And Jess is dead. <laughs> oh, Jess is 100% dead. He's just Lo- dead Loses the consciousness. They, when they pull him out of the water, he is not responsive. Um, then I saw the worst example of CPR I've ever seen in my life. The yeah. mom says... I've been going to do five compressions, and after that, she's like, Samantha, breathe into his mouth twice. I looked it up. The proper (laughs) scene. I looked it up because I was so mad. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, because it's definitely not five. I said like, I don't know, a hundred, but this at least says, I was up shooting it. Yeah, this says the typical compressions or chest compressions that you should do. After every 30 chest compressions, give two rescue breaths. She was doing five. She two. did five. So, of course, Jess wasn't going to survive that. That's how they were rescuing him. Oh, but baby, this is where Cody's eel powers come handy. Yeah, he electrocutes Jess back to life. He basically does a (laughs) clear. Yeah. And Jess is like. (coughs) Yeah. And then he goes, Jess says, was I dreaming or did your girlfriend just kiss me? Because (laughs) she was was the one doing mouth to mouth, which is really funny. I love that kid. (laughs) Yeah. I hope my kid is like Jess someday. And uh, so now that Jess is okay, Cody tells his parents, he's like, I got to go with my mom because she can help me going th- with going through these changes that are happening to me. You guys can't help me. I'm mm-hmm. literally a merman. And so the mom and Cody's adopted mom have this long stare down where they communicate telepathically because I guess the mom, the mermaid mom, she doesn't speak. She doesn't speak, but she can speak telepathically to people. I just, I truthfully don't think she can speak English because she's under the sea. Well, yeah. I mean, the only reason Cody can is because he grew up out of the sea. Exactly. So he probably would be able to speak telepathically, too, if he were growing up under the sea. Yep. And so he said, the mom, sorry, I should establish, the mermaid mom, the mermom. <laughs> mermom, earth mom. Yeah, mermom telepathically explains to the earth mom i he's my son i will take care of him but i'll bring him back before the next school year right so basically cody's gone on going on vacation under the sea for the summer yeah for the summer which is very generous because that mother could be like you technically stole my child from me exactly and i had no way of maybe they did it technically is kidnapping because she can't go up on the earth and i know all right i guess i'm on board with the kidnapping theory yes She's been trying ever since we watched this movie at three o'clock today. She's Cody been like, is a kidnapper. He's a kidnapper. He's Twice. a kidnapper. Victim. Twice over. Victim? <laughs> victim. He's a kidnapper. Come on. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> a victim of kidnap. So then he's reunited with his mother. The parents agree. Reunited. Which is like, yeah, you should agree. It's his fucking mom. Oh, <laughs> then they go underwater. Yep. And the mom is like, my son. And then her hands start to glow like balls. And then <laughs> Cody. balls on her hands. And then Cody puts his hands next to her hands. And this helps him fully transform into, into a merman. He hops out of the sea. It's very stupid f- looking. Does a flip. It's bad CGI. Mm-hmm. Poor Chez. And also, we forgot to mention that Jess asks Cody, you know, if he sees any new sea life down there, come bring back the information to them because they yeah. love they love that stuff. Because weed ass is like, I'll stop fighting. He's like, clearly I made a mistake here, so I should just shut the fuck up and and let these mermaids be. So also Samantha says some weird comment where she's like, don't, don't go cheat f- on me with mer women. Yeah, don't go flirting with those mer girls. And he's like, I won't. It's like you're thirteen. Relax. <laughs> And then they swim off and go be mer, mer people together. It's so a beautiful ending. But we get the worst <sighs> credit song ever. Oh my gosh. Worse than like, come on, Brink. Yeah. Come on, Brink is a masterpiece compared to this song. Because the, the mixing was bad. The singer was the bad. The singer was terrible. The singer was trying to be like Green Day and was failing miserably. They were like, <laughs> the 13th year, I have lots of fears. 
Yeah. I'm about to play it in a few minutes here yeah, when you'll we say hear, goodbye, and you'll, you'll hear, hear it. Yep, exactly. What was your moral of the story, Melissa Browns? So my moral of the story is just, um, it's going to be a serious one, of course. It's just that uh, parents need to do what's best for their kid, regardless of how it affects you, I guess. Because mm-hmm. the adopted parents, obviously they're going to miss their kid, but they need to do what's best for him as he goes through these changes, and he deserves to be with his mom. Yes. So they do that also big weed ass after his son dies and then comes back to life, realizes, okay, maybe I should be doing what's best for my kid and stop yeah. endangering his life. So I just thought it was a nice, it's a nice story about, you know, parents and their kids doing my what's right for them. My moral of the story is if someone's going to get beat up, it's going to be me. Okay. Just Wheatley. <laughs> I want someone to punch me. I want to know what I asked Caitlin to slap me today. Are you, have you ever seen Fight Club? No, I should watch that though. <laughs> I think you'd enjoy it because well, you just said that and it's. Next week, we watch Smart House. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, next week, we'll watch Fight Club. <laughs> no, next week is Smart House. Yes. And then after Smart House, that's where we will have caught up to the ones that we were doing the movie commentary thing yep. originally for. So the rest of them are either completely blind reactions, we've never seen them before, mm-hmm. or we've seen them, grew up with them, loved them, hated them, whatever it is. Also, after Smart House, we're going to be... We're going to be just, I don't know Taking if it'll be a, every a other, yeah, I don't know if it'll be every other week, but yeah, yeah we're going to be watching some nostalgic movies for us. Yes. When I say taking a break, I don't mean stopping the podcast. I mean taking, taking a break, break from, from Disney, from Disney Channel. Channel movies. Because we're so traumatized from Can of Worms that we it's need a break just... after that. We just, we just <laughs> need to get out of the Disney Channel world. And, and into the Hillary Duff, yeah. Mary Kate, Ashley, like nostalgia, Barbie, <laughs> Barbie uh, JoJo, Lindsay Lohan, Amanda Bynes. We're getting into all yes. of it, okay? Yes, Amanda <laughs> Bynes. That is Frankie my... Muniz. <laughs> okay, that one, the, the one where he's with Hillary Duff. I am not watching Agent Cody Banks too. <laughs> no, we're not watching Agent Cody Banks too. Unless, Only the unless first you one. guys want us to. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Feel free to if you uh, would like to comment. And give us some suggestions of for movies to watch. Comment on like SoundCloud. I think I don't know that Spotify has comments. They probably don't. Or you can just go to our Instagram posts and put suggestions there. Or message us on Instagram. We're at Ramble Room. Yeah, is that it? At Ramble Room. We're at Ramble Room on Instagram, guys. We have an Instagram. <laughs> just so you know, follow us, baby. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Adios. My greatest fear